with your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go, go, go fan can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. Wow. <laughs> of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. <laughs> oh boy, of the sheer episode. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women. Defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know, who is the consultant? Who could he be? <laughs> no! I have no heart! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll okay. do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, in your Derek layer, do you have a list of that tells you like how to take down the other fan holes? Should we like go crazy? How does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us because we don't explain it. Hey guys, this is Derek, Derek WC. What you're about to listen to are some excerpts of the Fanholes podcast trip to Heroes Con 2019. Tony, Justin, and myself regale Mike with some of our anecdotes and short stories from the trip, and maybe some of the other stops made on my road trip along the way. Since I haven't even begun to edit the unscripted chat, I really have no idea who we may have mentioned or possibly left out of the conversation. So, to assuage my conscience, I figure I'm going to use this opening introduction as an opportunity to thank everyone involved. They may not be listening, but this is probably my only chance to inject some class into the podcast. So, special thanks to the following comic creators at HeroesCon 2019 and the good friends and podcast family we encountered along the way. Comic creators Daryl Banks, Colin Bunn, Jim Calafiori, Richard Case, Clayton Crane, J.M.D. Mateus, Steve Epting, Michelle Fife, Matt Fraction, Francesco Francavilla, Jenny Friesen, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, praise be his name, Keith Giffen, Scott Hanna, Tony Harris, Carl Kiesel, Greg Land, Gregory LaRoque, Rick Leonardi, Joe Linzer, Tom Lyle, Al Milgram, Kevin Nolan, Dan Panoshin, Yannick Paquette, Paul Pelletier, David Peterson, Ron Randall, Tim Sale, Andy Smith, Lee Weeks, Kelly Yates, and Mike Zek. And one thing I know we absolutely forgot to talk about was the Mike Zek Punisher bowling shirt I wore on Sunday. Since I'd already patronized Mike Zek repeatedly at conventions in both San Jose and Baltimore, I knew I wasn't going to be going to his table at Heroes Con this time around, and because of that, I purposely left the Punisher bowling shirt, which featured this image of Punisher from Mike Zek's cover to the Marvel graphic novel The Punisher Returned to Big Nothing to wear on Sunday to avoid any Hey, did you know Mike Zek is here? kind of comments. But, hilariously, to me at any rate, the person who pointed it out twice on Sunday was Mike Zek himself. Once on the con floor where he was pretty much like, nice shirt. You know I drew that, right? And then later on the lobby floor of the Westin, a very inebriated Mike Zek and his wife both commented on my quote-unquote good taste, and his wife said, did you know Mike drew that? And I said, yes, I absolutely know Mike drew this. So since the shirt is practically 20 years old, Mike kindly thanked me for my support. And as I was seeing off my good buddy Luke Dobb, we had a funny exchange after that about who we were just talking to. Speaking of Luke Dobb, here are some of the friends and podcast family we'd like to thank. Thanks, Luke Dobb, for doing a Muppet Babies podcast with me in person. Not too many people would do that. Thanks for reminding me what it's like to be passionate about your own creative endeavors. I wish you all the success in those 
endeavors that you so rightfully deserve. Check out Luke Dobbs Creative Endeavors over on Dobb Creative. That's D-A-A-B creative.com. Thanks to Luke Giaconetti for stopping and having some dinner with us and waiting for me to get out of Georgia when I first landed. I'm glad you got that first appearance Hulkbuster comic while you were waiting. And we appreciate the dinner talk and, of course, indulging me in a Facebook Live video. You can find Luke Giaconetti over on Earth Destruction Directive on the Two True Freaks Network, Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror podcast on the Two True Freaks Network, and Get Back to the Wrestling. Finally, there's a podcast about wrestling on the internet over on the Two True Freaks Network. So yeah, check all those out. Thanks to the gang from the Longbox Crusade. That's Pat Sampson, Delvin Williams, Jason Albrick, and Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. Thanks, guys, for inviting us out to dinner our first night in town and for the enjoyable company throughout the convention. Thanks to Pat for indulging me by participating in a Facebook Live video before we entered the con floor. Thanks to both Jared and Luke, we were able to send some cool original Swamp Thing art to our good buddy Renaud, our boss monkey, who runs the Batok message boards where all the fan holes met nearly about 20-something years years ago. This meetup and our podcast took place in part because of Renaud, so it seemed appropriate to send him a proper thank you gift, and we are thankful it could be the fantastic work of Jared Albrick and Luke Dobb. For more on the Longbox Crusade guys, go to longboxcrusade.com to check out all their cool podcasts, and for more on the Yard Sale Artist and his works, go ahead and check out the yardsaleartist.bigcartel.com. Thanks to Darren and Ruth Sutherland. It cannot be emphasized enough that the Sutherlands are some of the nicest and sweetest people I've ever had the good fortune to meet in my lifetime. Thank you for your friendship and the opportunity to establish communication with Ron Randall for some truly excellent commissions. Check out Darren and Ruth over on the Rad Adventures Podcast Network, which is totally of PBS quality level. Warlord Worlds, Trekker Talk, Xenozoic Xenophiles, and Super Secret Spies. Thanks to Wendy Freeman for the kick-ass retro toy conversation at Amelie's. Of course, thanks to you, we're forever going to remember to check with artists on whether or not they do beefcake, beefcake, before requesting any commissions. Check out Wendy Freeman over on the Double Page Spread podcast. Keechee Baker. Thanks to Keith for a great lunch stop on our lengthy road trip. It was also great to see Ruth again at that same lunch. Thanks for listening dutifully to some of my private and personal concerns and insecurities and showing us around the area and checking in on me while I was en route back to California. There's definitely a Hal Jordan podcast in our future, and I look forward to seeing you again in August. I've already thanked her privately, but thank you again to the gracious Stella for the escort to the Monticello tour. It was more than I ever expected, and it meant the world to me. Check out Stella over on the Backroll to Oracle podcast on the BatmanUniverse.net and the Required Reading podcast over on the Two True Freaks Network. Thanks to the godfather of podcasting, Michael Bailey, for the fun comic book shop talk during my last lunch on the trip and for the cool Marvel Unlimited Captain Marvel exclusive action figure. Check out Michael Bailey's podcasts over on the TheFortressOfBaileyTude.com. And finally, thanks to Tony and Justin for being my co-pilots and keeping me focused on the long drives, making me laugh or putting up with my various eccentricities along the way and just letting me be myself with good friends. All right, now that all this sappy stuff is out of the way and my conscience rests easy, here's some more tales from Heroes Con 2019 and the Fan Holes Road Trip. Don't kill children, don't run them over. Let them live their life, let them get older. Don't kill children, don't run them over. Let them live their life, let them get older.
survived <laughs> no thanks to me <laughs> <laughs> except for that one time we almost didn't survive shit me and tony almost died on the fucking way home too the oh, goddamn whatever. the goddamn dual truck was following us the fucking whole ride home and he can he can back me up too we were we were like half joking about it because we're like oh yeah the dual truck's following us because this big fucking truck with uh tinted windows kept revving up behind us on a one-way fucking patch going back to his place and then when we finally were going to, like, turn off and get the fuck out of its way, it, like, freaked out and was like, wah, 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 you know, and shit. So <laughs> we're like, and then all of a sudden we were like, the dual truck really is fucking chasing us. <laughs> well, well you, you're wrong. You're wrong, Derek. Remember the, the British, the British terminology. We were at a comic book festival. We were at a festival. Well, tell, back me up, because I told these two guys about the dual truck following us home from the comic book festival. Like, t- tell tell them the, the same fuck? thing. <laughs> okay, so me and Derek are, like, you know, going down a back road. And you know, we're tired, but we're almost to, like, my place. So he's still got, like, three hours left. And, like, this fucking powder blue fucking semi, like, just starts barreling towards us. And you know, I, I, like, look behind me. I'm like, holy fucking shit. It's like the fucking duel movie. What the hell's going on? And, like, every time, like, Derek would, like, slow down just a little bit to make sure he was, you know, going on the right direction, the fucker would speed up again. And, like, it, 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 I mean, it wasn't, like, I don't know if it was actually scary, but it, it got a little tense. And then uh, I, I made a joke at one point. I was like, oh, man, all he's got to do is, like, sound that fucking horn and, like, it'll be just like the movie. And right when Derek was about to make a turn, you he heard. Arr. Yeah, so it was just like, all right, all right. We're going to die. It, it, it wasn't dual, but that guy was an asshole. Yeah, he was he was a total asshole. What was the first time you guys almost died? Uh, I drove down like a, a the wrong way of a fucking street in the middle of Charlottesville. Oh, that's nice. I was like <laughs> sitting there. I, I well, I mean, dude, there were like fucking five fucking lanes on the right hand side, and then two other lanes on the other side, and I, it was the middle of the night. I couldn't see for shit, and so anyway. I, 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 it was like, I almost went far enough, but I just didn't. So I was like, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. So, you know. Well, well, I wasn't really too scared about the dual truck because you, you had shown me and Justin your uh, stunt driving skills in Charlottesville. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Derek told me about that as well. Well, I, I, like, the weird thing was is we were on a one-way road and like all these cars are coming toward us. Then I'm I'm yelling at the other cars. I'm not like yelling at Derek. I'm like, you're gonna kill us. I was like, they're like, we know, we know we're going the wrong way. Quit honking. Well, but I mean, no car was coming like straight at us. I was like on the lane where there were no cars in that lane, and then I just got into the 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 lane where I could get over into like the right way of traffic. Well, I told you, like whoever designed that road system, apparently, like they were like, you know, we don't have enough of Larry. We don't have enough U-turns. Let's have a lot of U-turns in this road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it was the GPS or what, but it, it seemed like every time we went somewhere, it like started off with make a U-turn. And I'm just kind of like, do we, do we have, like, can't we just like go there? Like, do we have to go the wrong way and make a U-turn to get there? Like, in, in some cases, it made sense, because, you know, it was on the other side of the street. Like, that, the, the U-turn for the comic shop was on the other side of the street, so that made sense. You had to go up, and it's not like there was a, 
a straight turn into that little, uh, you know, super center, or, you know, parking, you know, whatever it was, that little strip mall or whatever, where that place was. So, but some yeah. stuff I, you kind of question, like, do you really have to make a U-turn over here? What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop! Not now, not now! Oh, sorry. Backing up. Quick, Rick, you're the best drag racer I've ever seen! Come on. Come on. You're the best drag racer I've ever seen! Oh, damn it. Oh, boy. Oh, it's cooking! Hold on the window. Hey, Hank! Uh... What? Oh, you're young and foolish. No one will ever beat you. I'm older and wiser and... No one will ever beat you, Quick Rick. Right, what? Roll down the window. Can't roll it down, it's broken. Just play the music. Gladys! I'll race. To feel the wind in my face and I'll race. To feel alive and I'll race. To feel like I own this place. And I'll race until I die. And I'll race against the other racers. And I'll race with one big shout. And I'll race against the clock. And I'll race against myself. And I'll race. And I'll race. Uh Okay. Uh, move. Move out. You too. Move aside. I gotta back up. Oh my god. Somebody move that box. Oh, f this. But aside from that, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, it was it was fine. I, I did want to say, like, you know, since this is going to be airing or, you know, we're going to be putting it up. And I'm pretty sure Derek's already probably done, done this before I came on. Basically, you know, the Sutherlands, Pat, you know, Luke, Dob. I mean, like, for all the bad stuff you hear about, like, you know, comic book fans being toxic or creators, you know, being this or that. Everybody was super nice. They were, like, great people. And, like, whenever you ran into them, they would never like shy away from saying hi asking you like how you were enjoying yourself and those people were just great they were awesome so i just wanted to like you know give gives like you know much respect to like you know them also helping making the con even more fun than it already was yeah yeah i think that's what makes these things kind of fun is is the the atmosphere the folks down there and stuff yeah i'm just glad that derek now fully understands why i can't just call an uber or a taxi or a bus <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have to explain that anymore. Because Justin lives in the, the far-off wilderness of Jonesville. None of this would have happened, Mike, if I hadn't rented a car. I mean, it, it's either that or I would have to have goddamn superpowers because I don't, I don't think it would have happened any other way. It, it was kind of funny. It's like, like, it's like Derek like was constantly like having his expectations altered. He was like, when he picked me up, he was like, wow, you do live like in a small town, you know? And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I don't even know like what Justin's was like. And I hadn't been there before. And I'm like, you'll see. We get to like, you know, Justin's town and we miss our dude. Turn. Dude, Tony, tell Justin, who's that fucking dog? The dog that just happily <laughs> roams the fucking streets? 
Do you know whose dog that is? Yeah, there's like this like fucking like uh like light brown dog. When 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 we were going there and when we were leaving, there's this little I don't know what it, it's like maybe it's a golden retriever or something, but it's this happy little fucking dog, but I don't know who it belongs to, and it just kind of happily like walks along the fucking streets that cars are on and it's just like sitting there happy as fuck like <laughs> la, 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 la. and I'm just like, "Oh, hey, look, it's the dog again." Cuz like the when we were going there, it was like, "Oh, look, there's a Okay, there's a dog. Yeah, Try and, not to and run like, over. Run along, okay. and he'll just stop as you pass him. Like, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh, hey, hey, dog. Yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like, rough, rough, neighbor, rough, rough. You know, <laughs> it's just like, all right, rough, 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 rough fellow citizen. Too. I'm like, rough, rough to you too, sir. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's Mayor Dog from Dragon Ball Z. Pretty much, pretty much, Mayor Dog of Jonesville. <laughs> do do, uh, do you do you have any idea what dog we're talking about? No. Okay. Because I was like, dude, it must be somebody's dog. Because it, it's like, it's like we had, like it was like we encountered it both times, right? Like it's not just me, right? Like we, Tony and I saw that dog when we were coming and when we were leaving. And then like it's well kept. I think he even had a collar, so it's somebody's. I don't know. When when me and Derek were driving through fucking uh, Asheville, we got like literally dumped on by like the heavens. It was like crazy. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. It it rained like. Yeah, that was pretty bad, mm. actually. I yeah, uh, my um, I mean, my mom said it rained here every day that I was gone. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we yeah, that we didn't get shit in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, but when yeah when we were when we were headed back to Tony's, like that's probably the worst it rained the whole. And it was like there were these periods where we'd go under bridges and it'd be like <laughs> no rain, <laughs> rain, you know, and all that kind of shit. But yeah, I don't know. By the end of it, I was just like, I just want to power through this shit. I'll race to feel the wind in my face and I'll race to feel alive and I'll race to feel like I own this place and I'll race until I die I'll race against the other racers and I'll race with one big shout I'll race against the clock and I'll race against myself and I'll race and I'll me and Derek met Michael Fife. I just wanted to go and say hi to him and everything. So, you know, I went over and we talked about shit and he's, everything. Is, he's drawing that G.I. Joe thing, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wanted, at one point, I thought maybe I'd get something for Renaud from, from him, you know, like because I know he posted a couple things about it. But I ended up just getting something like a Swamp Thing sketch from another one of the, the guys that was down there or whatever. And then I sent that and one of Luke Dobbs' little hero postcards or whatever and then Renat said he got that the other day like when I was flying home so I was like okay cool mm. and he said he didn't get charged any customs or any bullshit like that so mm. I was like okay awesome like that so yeah. that worked out fairly well I'm glad you guys had fun we, we appreciated the message I was sitting there listening to it and then all of a sudden at the end it just made me laugh my ass off <laughs> yeah so, I thought yeah, that would be funny yeah that was good I like that I just wanted to let you know I'm with you in spirit, and I have a few words of advice for you, and they are... Hey, Mike, what's up? We're all here. We're all super excited at HeroesCon. We just wanted to say hi back when you sent us your inspirational and moving, moving music video. Uh, Music video, like he's a rock star. (laughs) I was like, what? Anyway, you sent us that video, and... um, you know, we, we, we kind of wish you were here with us, and, and we just kind of all want to say, What happened? <laughs> ah, 
Tyler. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you soon, man. Take care. Nothing like a little prime primal in our life. Yeah, I dragged him out of storage. I was like looking through my big bin of Beast Wars guys, and I'm like, I'm looking for a blue monkey. Like, where is he? But really, aren't we all just looking for a blue monkey? Yes. I am. I know I am. Blue monkey. That funky monkey. <laughs> That's just prime. So, like, like I, 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 I even asked. I didn't. I don't think I even asked you this during the trip, Derek. Like, I know all the stuff you got. You're happy with. I, I know there's like probably not one favorite among them. But was there one that you got that you thought was going to be really hard, and you're you're, you're glad you're able to get it? What do you mean, like, like a comic or something? Well, like, 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 like the Lisner, like, you know, piece or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy with the Lisner piece, and I'm extremely happy with the Ron Randall pieces. I mean, I wouldn't have asked for them if I didn't really want them. I mean, this is not to decry any of the, you know, the people involved, but none of those things were cheap. You know, like they were all, they were all pretty expensive. You know, like, yeah. You know, so, so I mean, I, I wouldn't have paid for it if I didn't really want it. And then, and then the, the stuff I got from Ron Randall was super cool like the the watercolor of the the doctor strange and the the sixth doctor and everything and the the ray liotta is the joker i'm a joker over here <laughs> like i was i was happy with those because that was something i asked him for and that that was a pre-commission that turned out like 100 percent awesome like because i you know i i checked with darren and he said i think he'd be up for it why don't you contact him and then i contacted him and he was like receptive and but but doing that ahead of time like was was kind of cool too because you didn't have to sort of I don't know the the Linzer thing. It was like I I had to walk past the table a couple times and be like, "Hey, what's going on? Okay, I'll come back tomorrow." Because that's that's kind of how it goes if you if you commission something and then you know it's not done. You sort of have to you know kind of remind people you're alive or whatever. You know, as you kind of you know commission it in real time. With that, it was it was already done by the you know the minute I got there. And and I mean they they all kind of did things to my specifications, so that was kind of nice, you know, like and, and kind of what I wanted. So I I enjoyed that, and uh, I think they all turned out really great. I mean, yeah, but you you I guess at this point the the original art, the commissioning is is what you know is is one of those kind of con highs you know like where you're like oh i can commission original art like this is kind of cool you know like so and then i guess it's a matter of you know i mean i have ideas there are things that i'd like to see done you know or or certain artists that i'd like to see their take on a character or whatever but yeah i mean that that was that probably that would be the 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 con purchase slash highlight or whatever would be the the commissions yeah for sure yeah, like yeah. I mean, I, I I saw them in person, and I I of course saw your pictures, and like, yeah, they were all amazing. Like, yeah, they were all like really really good. It's like, yeah, it was funny hearing like Ron like you know gush about how easy Derek was to work with. He like he like he told me exactly what he wanted, and like you know I just you know he was a Doctor Strange in his original blue outfit before he got his like you know cloak of levitation and all that stuff, and it was just like it it, it was funny because it was like you know. He had to draw it, but he's giving Derek like all this, you know, praise for for you know, not making it harder on him. He he didn't have to like you know, what what exactly do you want? You know, it's like he's like, oh, I know exactly what I gotta draw. You know, I got this. <laughs> yeah, I think I think all that stuff turned out really well, and it was it was you know, I guess it, it seemed like it was fun for them to you know, it was fun for him to draw that too. So that 
I don't know, that, that kind of makes you feel good, right? Like that, that they weren't just kind of spinning their wheels. You know, like sometimes people are like, oh, I got to draw Spider-Man for the 500th fucking time again. You know, like that, that kind of thing. Like it didn't feel like it was that. It felt like they were kind of, oh, this is something new. Like this is something interesting or whatever to, to work on. So I think, I think that's part of the uh, appeal and or attraction, you know, and then, and then if you have your little, you know, fetish, whatever it is, the, the Maxima fetish or, or whatever it is, then it's like, yeah, then that works for you too. You know? Well, I, I think it's like, you know, they get to geek out with you, you know, it's like, I forgot who said it, Justin or Mike, but like, you know, when you went to that one artist and you were pulling out all this stuff, like Hawk and Dove and everything, and he's like, oh, I remember this, I remember this, this is so cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's the same, it's the same idea. Because like, I, when I started busting out stuff for Scott Hanna to sign, like, I think, he, like, it's like, it was funny, because at first he's like, okay, what do you have for me to sign? Like, he was all grumpy and shit, and then when I pulled out, like, the Hawk and Dove poster, and, like, the the Dark Stars poster, then all of a sudden he lit up, because he's like, this Hawk and Dove, this is, like, the first thing I ever did, and then I did the Dark yeah. Stars thing, like, right after that, like, this is great, like, where'd you get this? Like, he was all happy about it, but at first, <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know what he thought it was going to be, but maybe he's like, oh, fucking Justice League, or what, you know, whatever it was that he was, like, sick of, like, but that, since it wasn't that, he was, like, he, he, I guess he actually got tickled for a moment, so I was like, oh, okay, that worked out, you know? That's good. You you always seem to have stuff that shows you're not a poser, Derek. Basically, like I I don't even think you guys understood until I had you read that annual why I like Maxima the way I do. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. I don't I don't think a lot of people, you know, I felt like you know you know how we have our intro where it says you know oh people don't get us because we don't explain it and it's like I kind of feel that way because I think. I, it was funny because when, uh, you know, I think Stella's like, oh, yeah, I saw some pictures of some of the stuff you posted. And she's like, what was that, like Red Sonia or something? <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's it's Maxima, you know. <laughs> and it was funny, too, because a lot of, like, nice stuff happened early on in the trip. Because, like, I think, like, Darren and Ruth were, like, talking about how, uh, like, because I, I went to the, like, I guess Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, praise be his name, does not, uh, I guess, he, it's not like you can just go up and commission him for something and he does it. Like, I guess they usually like hold a raffle to limit the number of people that can request stuff from him at conventions. So I guess the notion is you get there early in the morning, like when they, they, and they, they let people take tickets and then, you know, at, you know, I don't know, at the top of the hour or something at like noon or something, they, they, they pick you know, from these tickets from some jar or whatever. And then it was like, so Darren and Ruth like explained that to me and they're like, oh yeah, we were doing it for years and years and years. And every time we've entered the raffle, like our ticket has never been picked. So eventually we stopped entering the raffle because they kind of gave up on it, right? Like they kept trying to enter the raffle and they would never win it. And then, so I go at the top of the hour, I pick out the ticket and or you know whatever they rip off the ticket and stick it in the thing and then i think i was hanging out with justin and everything getting them to remind me about like okay when's the top of the hour and all this other stuff so we go off and do stuff for like an hour because i think it was like by the time we actually got in like even though you're supposed to get in early at like 10 30 i don't think we actually like got in until like a little after 11 you know because the line and all that other stuff and then we went around did the raffle and then went around and did some other things said hello to some people and did whatever right and then by the time it was noon, I kind of rolled back and I was waiting. And then I was like, kind of thinking, ah, oh, I think they picked my, cause uh, you know, I think Justin and Tony were off to the side, like looking at other, you know, 
dealers or whatever it was, but near that table. And I was like, I think they kind of called my name, but I wasn't really 100% sure. So I just waited for them to actually call me. And then I was like, oh, that is me. The point is, I could say, okay, draw me a Maxima, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. You know what's funny, though? Like, I don't think he likes to draw, or I don't think he will draw very many Marvel characters, even if people ask. Because, like, it seems like like when his his guy was there that was, you know, kind of managing the table and, and doing most of the talking and everything, it was kind of like, it, it was funny because he turned and he's like, oh, this is Maxima. Like, she's a DC character, Jose. It's okay. You know, like, you can you can draw this. It's fine. And it was kind of like, oh, okay, DC, that's fine. You know, because it seemed like, unless it was like, I don't know, like a, a top tier, you know, like, like so, I don't know, something he knew how to draw or something, you know what I mean? And I think it helped that I was like, oh, here's a, because yeah, I, I kind of carry around things now where I'm like, oh, here's a couple pictures of Maxima, like all on one little Word doc, and I print that out before I go. So I think it helps that I'm like, oh, here, here's reference if you want it. Like, this is this is kind of the outfit I want and all that other stuff. And then people are like, oh, okay, that's fine. That seemed to work out. And, of course, Darren and Ruth were like, oh, you're so lucky. You should go buy a lottery ticket and all this other stuff. And I, I didn't buy a lottery ticket. But it was kind of like one of those nice things that worked out. So, you know, a lot of that stuff at the convention seemed to work out nicely, you know, as far as that goes. And then the Linzer piece turned out really nice, too. I was really happy with that. So Yeah, I was looking at some of the stuff you got. It's cool. Yeah, Linzer did that fucking picture in less than 24 hours crazy yeah because he wasn't even really there that first day i don't think yeah you got him like saturday and we saw him at the auction <laughs> the crazy auction and then and then i picked it up the, yeah I, I picked it up on the, the the sunday after yeah yeah the the the, the convention planners uh, made a, a slight faux pas mike they were like Let's have an auction where people have to listen to the people on the stage, but also have multiple drink stations so people can get drunk during the auction. Oh, jeez. Well, it was weird how, like, I mean, I, I don't know, like, that. this one seemed more, uh, I don't know if professional is the right word, but it seemed like just more like a normal auction would go than the one I went to in San Jose. Because the one I went to in San Jose, it's not like there were any, you know, quote-unquote drinking stations because it wasn't at a hotel, right? But what I will say about that other one was it seemed like the MCs and, and the artists that went to the auction to watch it, like, all bid on their own stuff, you know. So it's like, in this case, it seemed like that didn't happen quite as much. Like, there, there were a couple instances where you could hear those guys announce stuff, and they'd start it at a price and say, I'm bidding this on this price, which I always think is weird. And then, and then at, at some point, it was like Scotty Young seemed to be the guy that would, like, start bidding on shit that nobody wanted to buy and like jack it up or whatever. Like, so I don't know. Cause I, I think there were, there were a few pieces that didn't sell at all. So I think after that, some of those people started feeling bad about whatever. Yeah. I mean, I made a joke. Like, uh, one of the pieces was, uh, shit. Who was it? Uh, yeah. Cause that, like it was one, and it was one of the ones where they started at like 500. He was like, this is a great oh, piece. Oh, oh, oh. That was that, that, that was that original ninja cover. Remember? Yeah, that, that yeah, was that. Like, that, like they, was they, like, they started it out at like five hundred, and then and then nobody was interested in it, or or anybody who was interested in it maybe had already you know spent all their money on other pieces or something. Because then after that, they kept going lower and lower and lower, and then they just said, "Okay, we're going to put this to the side." Yeah, that kind of leaned next to Justin. I was like, "This book, what's this ninja?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. Like the guy was like. Come on, people! This is a real cover for a comic that was published, and I was just like, "Ninjack!" <laughs> it's Ninjack. Uh, 
I did. I did. I did uh, manage to get a good joke in during the auction, uh, Mike. Uh, at one point, there was like a, a bidding war going back and forth for uh, who was it? Tony? No, not Tony or something. Hess. But anyway, it was like, and you, if you, if you outbid him now, he, like Tony will give you a hug. And I was like, I like turned to Justin. I was like, oh my god, from in there, I thought like he was going to like be like, and if you bid on it right now, Tony will give you a blowjob. <laughs> Because he's really excited. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, seeing how much the piece went for, Derek Derek joked back. He was like, I think you should get more than a blowjob. <laughs> the, the auction was interesting, but it was rough because it was like four hours and like the auctioneers were yelling and then people in the audience were also yelling. So like like towards the end there, I mean, like Derek can tell you, like I, I felt like I was about to nod off and I can remember Derek being like, are you, are you okay? And I was just like, Rawr. yeah, Justin, Rawr. Justin was exhausted after that. And I, I didn't expect it to last that long to be perfectly honest. I thought, yeah. I thought maybe it'd be like an hour or two or something at the most, but there were so many pieces like, cause they were trying to, you know, I mean, usually most of those are supposed to be like for some kind of, you know, charity or something like that. So it's like, you know, but but there were just there were just so many, and then you know part of that was they had they had they actually had an intermission, Mike. We had an intermission at the auction, and part of that was people like like what Tony saying. Some people were just they would not shut the fuck up. You know, like the the, the people that were just drinking and everything. But I, I thought the people that were emceeing it were kind of naive about it too, or they're just like they they would actually like stop and waste time like trying to argue with like you know humanity you know it's like come on guys like let's all be quiet because no one can hear and then meanwhile it's like the rest of the room is just like blah, 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 blah. if you're not having any con you know if you're not gonna buy anything take your conversation elsewhere and like nobody moved nobody you know what i mean like like it was just kind of like what, what do you and then, and then the thing that cracked me up is i'm like you know i can't hear myself over you on the mic I couldn't even like whisper something to Justin when they were on the mic. So how the hell is somebody having a conversation like impacting right. somebody? I mean, if if you were if you were speaking about a piece, like we could we could hear you because you have the microphone. You know what I mean? Like you overpower like simple conversation. So, but I don't, I don't I, know. I was tempted at one point because Derek had to go get his little battery charger thing, and then like he left me. Oh his, yeah, that, that like, was feel- funny. <laughs> He left me his bidding number, and, like, it just so happened, like, the next piece that was up was, like, you know, a Deja Thoris, like, really nice uh, illustrated piece, and I was just like, ooh, like, D- Derek's number is right there, like, <laughs> so tempted. Yeah, Justin did that thing where, like, he, like, looked at me, and he looked at the number, and he looked at me, and I'm like, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I, 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 um, that, that was the thing about it. That thing lasted so fucking long, like, my, my camera or my phone was gonna fucking die, and I had spent all this time, like, taking photos of, like, every little fucking thing that went on there, so I was just like, dude, I'm not gonna stop now, so I just, I ran upstairs to the hotel when it was the quote-unquote intermission, you know, went to the bathroom real quick, and then grabbed my, not my phone charger, but, you know, I had, like, a little portable battery to take with me the whole time for occasions like that, where, like, the phone was about to die, and I needed it for stuff, so I, I just brought it with me, and then, man, like, you know, this doesn't normally happen on my 
my other trips because usually it's just, you know it's for like two or three days or whatever but man like justin could tell you i was like bumping up my data boost like every it's like every other day you're out of you're out of fucking cellular data asshole <laughs> like give us more <laughs> money you know and it's just like okay whatever like bump the shit up so i can like take pictures and do you know do stuff that i wanted to do to enjoy the trip and stuff but yeah man that just you know it was like one of those things where i think it was like I, I looked at the bill and I'm like, oh, I think I spent like 30 bucks in like boosts in data or whatever, just to, you know, keep it going or whatever. So, um, there, there were some hot, hot, uh, hot ones. There was some hot, uh, picture carriers. There was, there is, there was a, a, a plus size Zatanna, but she, she looked really cute. She was yeah. like, you know, really most like most it. of those cosplayers were like that did the photo things. Like most of them were super nice. Like they all stopped and let me take photos and like were were super super duper accommodating. Like I think there were only like one or two people like towards the end that were kind of like unconscious about the whole event where they just kind of you know it, it was like there there were a couple dudes that like by the end of it that were just like you know okay, I'm here with these pictures. I'm just going to, like, flash them, like, back and forth so so fast that you can't even, like, take a picture of it. But most of them were kind of like, you know, they, they knew what was going on or knew the score, and they, they, they were, they were like, super nice and would stop and, you know, let you take a look at things and, you know, kind of, you know, for you know for all they know. I mean, I, I bid on a couple things here and there. Like, I didn't win anything, but I, I, did, I did try to, you know, uh, increase the value of some things and, um, you know, there, there was some other shit besides like that we didn't even know what the fuck it was. Like, what was that one thing that didn't sell that had those three? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what that was. There were like these three things. I mean, for all I know, Mike, it might as well have been a personified fucking tooth, uh, toothbrush and toothpaste with like little smiley faces on it, or I don't know what it was. But I was like, I don't know what oh, the fuck yeah. it was supposed to be. There was something weird where these three goofy ass things. Like little cutesy things, like we were supposed yeah, to like know. Yeah, a bunny, a white thing, and a thing thing. <laughs> yeah, it was like things, and I was like, what, I don't know what this is. I don't know why people would expect it to sell. Like, is it just supposed to sell on the strength of the art? Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. You know, like, you know. So anyway, it didn't sell at all. So, but so there, there were definitely things that just didn't sell. Period. So, what was it like? Well, I, I feel like what was it? It was like the Charles Vess one and maybe the Scotty Young one. Like, were those the highest ones? Like, what what's no, old the, for, uh, what's the old for the highest? Which one? The goon was the highest. Oh, the Goon. That the was goon. and that was what? That was the the one that went for like thirty six hundred, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was like I think like the Charles Vess one was like the Swamp Thing was like like three thousand or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then I think the Scotty Young one was like what like twenty seven hundred or something. I don't know. They, they were yeah. all like really high, you know, like those. Uh, so it's guess, like... guess what Scotty Young drew, Mike? The Batman who laughs. Woo! <laughs> Everyone's favorite character. Super super hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Batman who laughs. And, and honestly, like Derek and Justin kind of agreed with me. Like, I didn't think it was all that good. It was like. Mm. I don't know. He looked like Invader Zim. <laughs> I mean, it didn't... You, you know what's funny? Because it was the Batman who laughs, and it's supposed to be, like, creepy. It seems to go against, like, Scotty Young's entire aesthetic, where he's supposed to be drawing all these, like, you know, cutesy-looking things. But he actually tried to make it look, you know, I don't know, like, frightening in his image. But there was still that kind of hmm. cartoony undertone to it. I don't know. It was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, I was going like, to say it's Scotty Young, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was... Yeah. It was it, it, it was kind of off-putting. It was kind of weird. It was like it was it was kind of cartoony, but kind of going for the you know. I mean, the the design of the character itself is 
is is creepy looking. So it's like it, I don't know. It was it, it was a strange combination of things, and it almost seemed like it was kind of like messy Scotty Young, which I think is what Tony's getting at. Like it was kind of like painted on a board, and it was just kind of like you know, I don't yeah, know, like like somebody spilled mustard on it. You know what I mean? Like like not. <laughs> not Let's put some a- tomato soup on this. Not yeah, not the atypical like clean line type thing that you might expect from something from from him. Derek was surprised and very happy to see that uh, there was there was two fucking magic pieces. Oh yeah, yeah, two people did magic. That was kind of cool. And then there's that that uh, extraordinary cosplayer that stole uh, Justin and Mai's heart. That uh, dressed <laughs> oh, up yeah, as saw that picture. well, well, she she dressed up as magic, but you know what she dressed up as before, and it took me a while because we 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 were too too shy to 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 like take any photos of of that or ask her to take any photos. But she 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 dressed up as White Queen on Friday. She dressed up as Hope Summers on Saturday, and man, if that's not the most perfect Hope Summers ass we have ever seen in our entire <laughs> lives, I shit you not, it was perfect. Like, and, yeah, like and, we we we've been looking for a Cullen Bunch table like all afternoon, and then like Derek finally found it, and like he wasn't there, but his we think his cell phone was, so we were like maybe he'll come back, and then that's when I pointed her out, and then like she like had her back to us, and Derek was like, well, she's gonna do that, I'm just gonna keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna keep uh, uh, admiring, you know, from afar, because I'm not I'm not gonna take any photos of it. But wow, that was awesome. This is a song I wrote about tolerance and understanding. I watched a caterpillar change into a butterfly. And then, and then I think that that day that she was running around in the magic thing, we were like trying to kill some time because I, I think I forget what I was trying to kill time. What for Linzer or something? I don't remember what I was trying to do. But anyway, then we were just hanging out and we were kind of sheepishly like, okay, I was trying to because she was talking to somebody at some table, so I didn't want to be like, hey, stop talking to that fucking guy, so we can take your picture. Like I, <laughs> I wanted to be like polite about it, so like we kind of sat there like douchebags and waited for like i don't know like 10 minutes or whatever it was and then and then once it seemed like she was done you know talking and everything that i was like hey is it okay if we you know take your picture and then she was fine with it so it was it was fine so i don't know i think justin was more adventurous in asking people to take their pictures and stuff like that like the dude dressed as a smurf goku like i don't think i would have asked him to to take a picture (laughs) but but justin was fine with it and then that's why i was like i i was like dude you're killing it dude (laughs) 
<laughs> Were you like, Blood. hey man, what what even is Super Saiyan Blue? Like, how does it work? I don't get it. Starboy! Because I wasn't there, tell him about when you and Justin got uh, Giffen to sign stuff. Oh, so yeah, he was great. <laughs> yeah, Giffen was probably the best because, well, you know, Giffen's Giffen's got his I, I have no fucks to give demeanor or whatever. So we go up to to get some stuff signed, and the, at this point, like I've got like I don't know, probably like six posters or something, because like I had brought stuff for different people, like Bart Sears and whoever to sign, right? But then Giffen's name was on like all of them, so I was like, well, I might as well get them signed while he's here, and I didn't feel guilty about it because it's like his thing said, okay, the first signature's free, and then, you know, five bucks after that. So I was like, okay, I got six things, here's 25 bucks, like, you know, that that's cool, right? And he's like, yeah, that's great. And so he's going through the, the posters and everything, and he's, like, signing stuff. He's like, oh, you got this, okay. And it's Justice League, and he's like, oh, okay, you got this. And and, and he's looking at, like, the, you know, Valor, you know, uh, Eclipso poster, and, you know, whatever else I had, right? And so he's going through it, and then he's just kind of like, He's like, you got a lot of fucking posters. You got all the fucking posters. <laughs> and then finally he gets to the invasion one, which is one of the ones I brought for Bart Sears to, to sign, but Bart Sears wasn't at the convention. Giffen's name was also on it, so I figured I'd have him sign it. And then he's like, oh, did you know? He's like, he's like, there's going to be a sequel to this. It's going to have the Inferior Five, and they're going to fight the Dominators, and, and it's, it's going to be awesome. And Jeff Lemire's working on it with me and everything. And I was just kind of like, does do... I was like, I was like, is this for like public consumption? Like, do do people know about this? And he's like, you do now, you know. So <laughs> I was just like, oh okay. But it's funny because I posted it. It, it. Actually, what's funny is on the the, the latest because I mean they're kind of done with the invasion podcast, but I tagged those guys like kind of going, hey, did you guys know? You know, like did you guys all know about this or whatever? And in their latest podcast, they kind of talk about Valor because I guess the the next project they're doing is they're going to do a zero hour podcast. So it's like to them, like, following Valor from his first issue to, like, the the end of the series kind of takes them from, you know, essentially invasion all the way to zero hour or whatever. So they did that show, but then they, they did... Siskoid seems to like to insert, like, current stuff in his latest episode, you know, and, and, and do, like, last-minute kind of, you know, email recordings or whatever, right? So he, he mentioned that I you know, sent them that or whatever. And they, they, I guess they kind of knew about it a little bit already, you know, like they had found out about it, but weren't sure if it was still coming out or ever going to come out. But, you know, according to him, it's something that they're, they're working on. So I, I guess so. And Derek also had the piece that made him quit drawing the Legion. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Cause I, I had this, it's like a trifold poster that has like all the Legion characters and everything. And so he's like, he's like this right here, this is what made me fucking give up the Legion, you know? And and I was like, oh, okay. And it, Cause he's like, look, I had to draw all these characters. After that, I was, you know, he's like, I was done. I was tired. You know, I didn't want to do that you know, Legion anymore. 
He's like, this this is what killed the Legion for me, this poster. You know, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he has, like, no fucks to give. I, I went by his table, too, and, I, and, like, it was, like, late Sunday. Couldn't find the fucking thing. for That's why I didn't get him earlier. And I, and I walked up to him, and I was like, how you doing today, sir? And he's like, tired. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's great, yeah. I, I went to his panel with him and Demetrius, and, like, like he, he really doesn't have any fucks to give. He was like, you know what the big problem is? Editors, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> It's like they they are the the was it what is it called he, they are the sandbags on the hot air balloon that keeps it from going up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DC won't let me have a Twitter. They 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 say if I get a Twitter, I'm fired. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he he's great. Yeah, he was he was he was hilarious. Oh, Mike, Wendy, and Derek went to Matt Fraction's table. Like we both had Defender stuff, and he was like, "Oh, you're two of the three guys that read that run." <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then he 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 inducted us into the six one six universe. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he he does this thing where like he'll 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 be like you want your name on it, and then he'll take like who's ever on the 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 item or cover or whatever. Like I had the poster, and then Justin had like the the comic or whatever. So like you know, I think Justin was like, oh yeah, my favorite's Namor, and I was like, oh my favorite's Silver Surfer. So he had like Surfer and Namor with little balloons like say our name. So and he's like, oh, so he's like, now you're now you're part of the you know Marvel six one six. Except for that means Disney owns you now. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> or whatever. You know, I I was getting Tony Harris to sign my my Starman poster, and then when <laughs> and when I thought about it when I thought about it, I was like, oh shit, you know, I should get, I should get a promo for Chris and Cindy Franklin, you know, because I think uh, Frank had gotten a promo for him from, I think, um, what was it? I think it was uh, James Robinson or whatever, I think, from, um, for, you know, because they do like a little segment on the Starman comics. And so I, I kind of explained it and said, like, look, they do this podcast. It's a husband and wife podcast. It's called Super Mates, you know, and they, they have a segment where they cover Starman comics. And, you know, no, 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 Derek, you I think you explained this to him at least twice. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So so and and because he was like, what what is this now? And I, I, <laughs> I kind of like explain it. And I think I think the person with him at the table was probably we, we both assumed it was his wife, you know, so she was like laughing and kind of you know understood what was going on and all this other stuff and then and then like if you if you listen to it like the actual i i mean i gave it to him so hopefully he can you know i figured i i was just like i just kept i said like that's fine whatever you said that's fine they can they can edit it like thank you like that's awesome that you were willing to do it and that that's i just left it at that it's funny because he's like and and this is like the greatest podcast ever and it's called what the fuck am I What's talking about? Like, he's like, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> you know, and like, so I was like, and I was like, Superman. Ah, Superman. Yes, the greatest podcast ever. You know, so it was just like, it's kind of funny. Ready? Yeah. Hi, this is Tony Harris. With every waking moment of your spare time, you need to tune in to something that I Supermates. don't know what it's fucking called. No, 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 keep going. It's, okay. it's Supermates. To the Supermates Husband and Wife Podcast, because every single thing they've told you about Starman is true. Awesome. Awesome. Although I did get kind of perturbed at Derek when he was like, guess who I was on the elevator with? Oh. I was like, if you say Bill Sienkiewicz. <laughs> we we were, we were looking for Bill Sienkiewicz the whole fucking con, and we never found him. Like, I, I almost kind of think, because uh, I was looking at the, the program, and it was like, he was supposed to be on a panel on Friday, and then it said something like, this panel got moved to Sunday. So I almost wonder if he was only there on Sunday or something. But either way, 
we never saw him. Like we could never find him at a table. We never saw him or anything. And and we kind of gave up on it. Like some some people we got confirmation of. Like Andy Smith, you know the the guy who's kind of like Bart Sears like apprentice or whatever. You know, like like because he kind of draws a lot like in in Sears style. Like he was there. And he was supposedly, like, Bart Sears was going to have a table alongside Andy Smith. Like, they were going to sit together and stuff. And so when I went and got Andy Smith's signatures on a bunch of stuff, which he seemed to enjoy, too, because it was all this, you know, Exo Man of War Iron Man stuff and everything that he hadn't seen in a long time. Or some, some stuff he was like, I've never even seen this. Like, I don't even know. What, you know, like, obviously he drew it, but he didn't. He never saw the, the actual poster or whatever it was realized so he's like uh, you know he's like this is great and then i just asked him i said well wasn't bart so you're supposed to be here and he like verbally confirmed he's like oh he had to cancel you know so it's like that we knew for sure right but like some other stuff it took a while where we we're like is al milgram here or is he not and then eventually we saw a table and he charged way too much for fucking autographs but i figured since i was there i might as well get them and, yeah and like you know, sergio so. aragon is uh like he canceled but then he powered through and got there late saturday night you know yeah yeah and there was tons of people in line for him and you know and so yeah there was just yeah yeah a lot of that stuff but the point is we never saw hide nor hair of bill sinkevich luke dobb was was leaving or whatever he was catching the shuttle to go to the airport or whatever so i walked him downstairs and then you know hung out with him until he got on the shuttle and everything and then as i'm walking back in i get in the elevator and i could tell the guy jumping in the elevator already i recognized him it was bill sinkevich and then and then these other guys basically confirmed it where they were like hey what do we got to do to keep Electra assassin in print? And he's like, you know, the fucking problem with Marvel is. And then by that point I was out of the elevator and I was like, Oh, well, obviously, you know, that was, you know, that, that's what I walked in the hotel and I was like, guess who I saw? And he's like, don't tell me Sinkevich. And I was like, yep. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I met several, you know, artists and writers, but I didn't really get to talk to my, my many of them. I was, I was just kind of, content to be like hey you know make this out to justin and shake their hand and be like thanks but you know some of them like cullen bunn i got to talk to about magneto because i brought like magneto number one i was like man this is a great book and he's like yeah i love writing it and i told him how much i like i enjoyed all his x-men stuff and he was like oh thanks but that was kind of you know how it went i don't know i guess i like didn't want to bother them i was like oh like greg land like he was he was on he was doing this like you know Jean Grey like you know the mask and skirt era he was doing like a sketch of that and like for a second there I was just kind of watching him draw it and I was like oh that's really nice like he was working on that so I didn't really talk to him much because I just didn't want to bother him I got a Scarlet Spider print from Tom Lyle oh I did like, see that yeah like the guy in front of me he had like the friggin' wagon full of books and I, he must have signed like. 15 or 20 things because like I was, uh Derek was getting someone to sign a poster. I think it was Richard Case. Oh yeah 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 and then Tom Lyle was behind. Yeah. I was like, "Well, there's only this one guy over at Tom Lyle's table, so I'll jump over there." But he had he must have had like 15 or 20 books. And then like I got up there and I was like, "Give me a Scarlet Spider." He's like he's like, "Do you want it, you know, to you?" And I was like, "Yeah, I like, you know, to Justin." I I don't, I don't know. I think he was just happy to like personalize something to someone that he knew wasn't mm. gonna like immediately put it on eBay or something. Like after that one dude was his wagon full of Spider-Man books, but you know he he seemed pretty happy with that. Yeah, it was like the first day was kind of uh, everybody getting settled in and getting ready for the con. 
But like by Saturday, man, every table I walked by, like somebody was working on something. They were working on some kind of commission or they were, you know, just getting something ready for like maybe the uh, art auction. It was like crazy. Yeah, I think the only panel I really made the time to go to because I only saw a little bit of that Riverdale panel that Justin went to was there was this kind of I, I don't know what you'd call it. It, it was kind of like a, a a draw off or a you know like a how to draw or I, I don't know exactly, but ba- basically it was it was Jose Luis Garcia Lopez it was Paul Pelletier and Lee Weeks and then basically it was kind of like people would just like yell out characters and then they would all sort of do sketches of them real quick at the panel and stuff and so they you know they did like i think the first one was like dead mm-hmm. man and then and then they did wonder woman and then hulk hulk i think was the last one so and i, I guess that was okay with jose luis garcia lopez because the you know it was kind of like a staple marvel character that he could sort of remember how to draw or pull off or whatever it's like Jose, just think doomsday, no bones. Oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember when we when we when we stopped at Lee Week's table because Justin had some some books for him to sign, and then we were waiting because it was like he was working on finishing a commission for somebody who was about to leave. So then we left and came back and and whatever, and and then like there was a who who did the Namor piece at um, Kevin Nolan at the auction. Oh, it was Kevin mm-hmm. Nolan. So, like, Kevin Nolan did one name or piece at the auction, and then and then it looked like Lee Weeks was working on another name or piece for this guy or whatever. And I was like, damn, that. You know, I was like, that name or piece looks better than the Kevin Nolan one. Like, you know, probably because he had more time. Or whatever. The, the, the Kevin it, Nolan piece kind of hurt uh, Justin. Yeah, because they kept saying this is an unused uh, cover, and I was like, it was used. Shut up. <laughs> like that was an invaders uh, uh alternate cover of this new series that's going on and the guy kept saying he's like come on people this is an unused cover i was like it was used shut up <laughs> but I, yeah. I thought it was funny at the draw off you know like someone asked the question do a, car- a comic book artist ever get to retire and jose said no they retire you speaking of like art we saw all three of us saw the most confusing cyclops picture we've ever seen it was Cyclops. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's well, I, I I had him sign something too, and and now I know how to say his name correctly. It's it's Dan Pinochian. So that's that's how you say it. So I w- I was saying it one way, and then I think Tony was saying it another way, and we were all saying it different ways. But I guess the way you because pre- I asked him, I said, well, how do you? I was like, you know, how do you pronounce your name? And and he was like Pinochian. So I was like, oh okay, cool. So Dan Pinochian. I was always Pinochian. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like Panosian, something, you know, yeah, but Panosian. There was this picture that I could probably find and show Mike if I, I could look up the album, but it was supposed to be of Cyclops, and I was just kind of like, that's, like, I, I don't know. It just seemed like there were, like, a number of things wrong with Cyclops, and not just that he couldn't put in his contact lenses. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he was just, like, a handsome guy, and he was kind of in, like, you know, the, the like, like the, uh, ultimate kind of jacket you know and he was driving a car like a like a fucking muscle car and it was just like what <laughs> it was like it was like if cyclops was on supernatural and then he was pulling down his visor to look out of the you know the the baby or whatever and i was just like but wait like how can he how can he pull down his visor without blasting people 
It doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. It looked more like it was like Gambit or something. Yeah, and, and disclaimer, it's a great piece of art. It was just confusing. Oh yeah, yeah, the art looks fine. I just, I was just like, how is that Cyclops exactly? Like that doesn't, that didn't seem to make any sense to me. It, it didn't gel in our heads. Yeah. Because they they like they brought the piece up and they're like and here we have Cyclops by Dan Panoja and now all of us just kind of looked at each other like Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, because we were all kind of wondering who that was supposed to be, and I I almost thought like is that supposed to be like Gambit in the Morrison outfit <laughs> or something? Oh but, yeah, I can you know. I can see what you mean. He's like he's like hey baby. Ah! <laughs> Like you looking good. Oops. You you look so good. I want to punch you with my eyes. Yeah, I know. I concussively uh, slapped you in the ass, and unintentionally so. Amelie's. That's R- Ruth loves that. That you know. You know what that reminds me of. That reminds me of like my mom, where like she would like eating at like the Cheesecake Factory or something like that. You know, like this kind of cutesy restaurant or whatever. And it's like that's. I I I think she probably went to that restaurant like fifteen times that weekend because it's like there there were <laughs> pictures and it's like oh here's the time we we ate with like you know Tony and Derek and Wendy and here's the time we ate with like Ron Randall and here's the time we ate with you know these other people from this other show, or here's the time we had it with, you know, our family or, you know, whatever. So it was like kind of cracking me up. I, I really liked that pizza place. I thought that was good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amelie's was great. As far as like how the food tasted me, me and Derek got like, what was it? Ranch and no, not ranch, turkey and some kind of cheese and bacon. Yeah. I think, I think I got like a turkey and bacon. I didn't have any cheese online, but I think you, you got like a half of something or whatever. Yeah. I got that. And I got, I got lobster bisque. That's right. I got culture. Yeah, check me out. <laughs> me and me and Justin were saying like when we were leaving, like no no insult to the place at all. Like we were like that food was really good, but I kind of don't feel like I ate anything because it was like you know nice little you know friendly portion. You know, it wasn't like you know you're not getting a subway oh, sandwich. Yeah, yeah. But it, but the food was great. Like like the you know not not to sound like a food snob, but like uh, the croissants melted in my mouth. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The croissant, the food croissant. <laughs> you, yeah, like I said, you, you gotta say it like the Doctor Crusher does on Star Trek. Croissant, croissant. <laughs> Looks like we believe in moderate portions, and you're like, screw moderate. Give me a pitcher of gravy. <laughs> <laughs> that that was my first question to Derek. Like, I think early Friday morning, I, I was kind of like half awake in bed, and I was like, "Is there breakfast?" And Derek was like, "Yes." I was like, "Is it free?" Derek was like, no. I was like, fuck them. And I went back to bed. Yeah, I was like, no, it's not going to be free. I'm like, no, no, nothing here is free. I was going to say, I guess I'll be nice and not name the pizza place we went to. Because while me and, me and Justin were totally happy with our pizza, it was a good pizza, Derek had probably the saltiest hot wings he's ever had. I mean, you know, it, it, I, I, I think I'm trying to remember, but I think when everybody went to that place last year, it was the fuel pizza. Like, you know, they had pizza and I can't, you know, I, I can't eat pizza. So I think I went and got like a sandwich somewhere else and just 
walked it back over and ate the food with everybody else, you know, at the benches outside. But I just figured, oh, I bet you there's some wings or something I can eat there. And, like, uh, I'm sure the pizza was fine. Like, it looked like everybody enjoyed it or whatever. And, like, the wings weren't terrible, but it's just, like, I, I don't know. I was, like, sitting there going, oh, you know, maybe I'll get these lemon pepper wings and stuff. And, man, they were just – I mean, it wasn't just, like, the lemon and the pepper. It's just it, – it was, like – I don't know. It was like pure salt on a stick. It felt like, you know, like where I, I ate like five of them and then I made Tony eat one. Cause I was like, dude, like eat this. Cause like I, I need someone else to know what I'm eating. And like, then after that, like I, it, I, I didn't finish the rest and Tony didn't even, he just took the one bite out of it. It's like, whoa. It's like, how did you eat five of those? You know, you, you know, you know what Justin's favorite place to go was Mike? What's that? 7-Eleven. I was telling them I hadn't had a Slurpee in like 14 years. So I was like, there's 7-Elevens here? Like, I was like, we're going. <laughs> and then we ended up, I think me and Tony ended up walking there like at, at least twice. And I got a couple. He also got a Detective Pikachu chocolate bar. Yeah, that was interesting. I'm, I'm not going to say it was good, but it was interesting. <laughs> I, I liked it, but it's not something I would want to eat like all the time. Right, right. It, it was it was so rich. I I I'm I'm happy you gave me the the little <laughs> nugget of it, but I I don't think I'd want to eat an entire bar. I'm I'm glad I can say I ate a Pikachu chocolate bar. Yeah, it, it was chocolate banana flavored. Nice. Um, I guess 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 what I did, Mike? What's that? I bought comics. <laughs> At a comic convention? Insane. I know, right? Well, well, I mean, like I tell, like I've, I, if I told you guys many times, I'm kind of out of collecting them. And I haven't really bought anything in a long time. Usually I just read it online if we're doing that issue or the spinner rack thing. I'll, I'll, I'll read it online, but I've, you know, bought it and got rid of it many, many years ago. But it was just so infectious. And they had a lot of good deals there. Uh, Derek found a quarter bin. I found a $3 trade paperback, a couple of boxes. Sounds stupid. Like, can't, I can't pass up these amazing deals. Got uh, Justin, you know, he got, he got a couple of Fantastic Fours because they were $3 trades. But I got Squadron Supreme. I got three of uh, Quantum and Woody, which is actually a really good comic. And I got uh, Agents of Atlas. And then I got a bunch of quarter issues. And they're, they're, they're all mostly older stuff. And on the way back in Charlottesville, I got uh, there was another 50 cent box uh, at, a, at a comic shop we went to. And I got three Silver Surfers uh, with the, the Mike Allred run. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was complimented on my my uh, choices in comics. I, I was I was told I, I I picked good stuff. Yeah, you got some good good deals on some of them too. Yeah, yeah, that was like the main thing. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, what which which uh, FFs did you get, Justin? You said the red costume. It's the first three trades of the Robinson run. All I need to do is get that fourth volume, and that's like that whole run of his. So did, did Derek got Transformers number one, Mike? Oh yeah. In good condition? Or? No, it's it's pretty beat up, but it's for my spinner rack. So I mean that I I kind of prefer that it's beat up because then I don't feel guilty about oh just, just it yeah, on displaying it on that yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Cool. and tra- and Transformers the movie oh yeah all of them yeah. and, and of course I was I was quietly proud because he he picked up some of the X Terminators miniseries did you get all of it no um I think I got one and three but. I, I didn't I didn't get two and four. So, I mean, I, I kind of tried to get things that were on my list. Oh, you know what's funny about the Tarzan thing, Justin? What's that? So, so one, uh, I, I picked up a, a issue of Tarzan, the one of the movie adaptation issues, 
and it was the first issue. And I wasn't sure if I was missing the second issue or the first issue. But I got the first issue thinking, ah, what the fuck? It was out of a $3 box. So I spent $3 on it. And then, like, a few bo- a few places later, I saw it in 50 cents. And then I was like, oh, damn. Oh, well, whatever. And then I got home, and I realized I had both issues. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever. But that's fine. Yeah, there there was like a lot of cool stories there. You, oh, there there was a couple of you would like Mike. There was a a guy who had just like a shit ton of Transformers. He had he had Beast War two uh, and Beast War Neo animation cells. Yeah, those are pretty neat. Oh, nice. There was one of like uh, Galvatron kicking or stomping on someone that Tony and I laughed at. Yeah, we were like, oh, if we had the money, we would have bought that. They weren't that high either, weren't they? Like ten or fifteen a piece. I don't remember seeing a price on them. Hmm. That might have just been like the numbering on them or something, because usually animation cells don't sell cheap. So. Yeah, yeah, that was just kind of neat. He had a myriad assortment of Transformers. He had this one that was like a metal-looking landmine from Cybertron, but it was like diecast and it had like different parts, and I, I don't know what it was. I didn't even really get through all the 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 retailer things. I mean, mostly the 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 first couple days I was, you know walking like the artist alley stuff then i i don't think i started like walking the the retail floor until like sunday and then and then i i think I, it was only like what like two aisles in or whatever and then and may, maybe it was because i was going to try to pick up that commission too like i was kind of keeping tabs on that as well because i was trying to wait until it was like a little later or whatever but anyway the 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 point was it was funny me and justin came upon this one table that had a bunch of like ghibli stuff or whatever and then and then what was funny was i sent some images to to stella because she likes all that and then there was like a uh what do you call it, like a live-action Kiki movie that we saw at like one of this like bootleg dealer's table and stuff. So I took a photo of that, mainly for myself, so I'd remember it existed, but I sent it to her too. And then I, I downloaded that movie, but I still haven't watched it yet. But then what was funny was after we did all of whatever we were going to do, I, I, it cracked me up because we were like, what, where did we leave off? And then, and then Justin's like, oh, look, there's a... There's Stella Heaven, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's where we left off. So then we kept walking down the, the aisles and everything since then. But I didn't I didn't finish. You know, like, I, I think I got up, like, so so far to, like, when it was, like, closing, like, right around, you know, like, 536 or whatever. And then after that, I just helped Luke Dobb, like, clean up all his, like, his table and everything and take his stuff back to the, the hotel and stuff. I'm, I'm always impressed by that. Like, he's got this nice little setup, but he, he's got this method to like fit it into a bunch of suitcases and stuff because i would i would like listen to tj's podcast when he tried to fly and do one of these wizard world things at chicago and he tried to have stuff shipped in a pallet and he just had a nightmare story about it and it sounds like whenever you do those things like shipping stuff like that is always a nightmare so it's like i guess you have to figure out a way to like i mean he added this method where he, he everything fit into like you know three suitcases you know like his whole you know, operation basically. So I was like, oh, that's, I mean, he's, he pretty much had it down to a science and it was like, you know, I just kind of helped him tear down and, and put it all away. And then, you know, to help him get out, Tom Zoller came up and me and him and, and Dob all carried one of the suitcases like up the escalator. And as long as you like held the suitcase, they'd let you go up the escalator because otherwise they wanted you to wait into this big long line to use the elevator or whatever. So we just walked it all up, you know, 
did it that way. But I mean, yeah. So, and that went, I mean, as smoothly as something like that can go, but I mean, it, it went pretty smoothly. Yeah. It was crazy. Like a lot of the stuff that on his, on his, I guess, merchandise table, like as far as selling, he has, he has a kind of cartoony like style for a lot of it, but man, he showed us this commission he did. And that thing was freaking awesome it was like super detailed and lord what 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 exactly was it i can't remember exactly what the the it was it was a commission wasn't it which one because i mean he was working on a couple different things like the the whole time we were there he was working on like a mary marvel one and then he did like a a nightcrawler one for a guy in a book and there there were some other ones too i think so it was in his it was in his sketchbook i can't remember what exactly was but i just remember when i like saw it i was like holy crap you are so multi-talented you could do like the cartoony you could do the super detailed like geez. yeah 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 he's he's good at all that stuff just eye opening you know what you know what was one was was a weird table was i don't know if you thought it was weird or not justin but there was this one vendor where they had like comics that were already autographed like already signed. yeah i bought some and they, they, it, it was it was like a three dollar mm-hmm. you know a pop you know, oh, pre-autographed comics, and then I, I don't know why, I just thought, I was like, I, I guess maybe if I had already met the person, I could rationalize, like, you know, oh, I met them, so it's fine to, to get one of those, but I, I thought it was interesting I, that they were all, like, pre-signed. And stuff. I didn't care. I was like, ooh, Joe Jesco, like, I'll probably never meet him, so I'm getting that. <laughs> but yeah, there, there was so much fun stuff to do there, like, we, 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 we almost daily got ran over by scooters. Oh, yeah, yeah. You felt like you were in the fucking Endor Moon and speeder bikes were coming at you and you were all just a bunch of little Ewoks because, you know, they had all the line bikes. You know what's funny is those line bikes are all over Oakland, too, but I never felt like somebody was going to run me over. But there, it seemed like there were, like, whole, you know, because, like, everybody was a tourist and everybody was in town for the con, so it seemed like there were, like, groups of people that would collectively use those bikes, and then they'd all sort of swarm around, like, when people were, like, walking down the street, and you'd have all these, you know, like, basically, like, schools of, of people on the little, you know, Line bikes or whatever, like swoop past you. Derek did get a good origin story out of this, though, Mike. <laughs> because because now, like when Derek fights crime, we know why. It's because he he was uh, assaulted and and um, terrorized by Days In, and he has to. You know... <laughs> well, dude, I okay. Like uh, one thing about this, yeah, I was saying some things went pear shaped, right? Like uh, I. I don't think I want to, well, it's funny because I, I stayed at two days ends and I probably shouldn't have stayed at the second one, but it was nicer than that first one. One, the second one was non-smoking and it was like a nice, like, you know, room or whatever. Like there weren't any crazy people like alongside me or whatever. Of course, the hairdryer still didn't work. So there's that. But so, so we go to this days in the days in, I think it was my fault. Cause I was just like, ah, smoking, who cares? Fuck it. Like, 
pony smokes. Who cares? But it was like the room smelled like smoke and kind of sucked. So I kept everything of mine like outside of the room, except for what I absolutely had to bring inside. And then there were these nut jobs next door the whole night that were like the, the, people were yelling and screaming. And then by the end of the night, it was like it's like I think we were all just about to fall asleep. Uh, and then all of a sudden it was like these guys are like, go to sleep. And it's just like they're yelling at people to go to sleep. And that doesn't like help anyone go to sleep. So, you know, and then at that point I was just kind of doing my usual street routine and sticking the, the chair door up in front of the doorknob and making sure nobody could bust in and all this other crap. And then there was that one night that one kid came up and was like knocking on our door because he got confused because it was it was like the other, you know, he, he, he picked the wrong room and thought like he was in the other room and somebody had the key in his room. So anyway, I, I, in that point, I think I just opened up the door with the chain left on. I was like, Hey man, I think you got the wrong room or whatever. But you know, anyway, that, 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 that day's in kind of sucked, but we got through it except for, I, I, I think I, uh, I, uh, I was trying to get my tablet out of the trunk and then I dropped it on the, the street or whatever. But luckily nothing, I mean, it, it was, it broke cause it dropped on the street, but like, it's not like the screen or any, I mean, it, it works. It's fine. But it was like one of those things where I was like, at the time I was like, God damn it. Like I, you know, but anyway, that, 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 that night in like the span of like two hours, like it wasn't like one of those, everything that can go wrong went wrong. It was just like, really this, Really? This? <laughs> I, I felt like I hit, like, my, you know how, like, they say shit comes in threes or whatever? So I felt like I hit my threes, because I was like, okay, I drove down the wrong side of the street, the, the the room sucks, and we got these crazy people yelling about go to sleep, and then and then uh, the hairdryer didn't work, and then I broke, I don't know, maybe it's more than three, but whatever. Anyway, but, but, but close enough. Like, I was like, okay, I, I, I hit all these things. Yeah, it, it was exhausting, like, I mean, and in a good way. But, like, Derek had tried to warn us repeatedly, keep your legs moving. Like, you're going to be on concrete all day. You know, make sure you're not, like, you know, staying in one place too long. It was odd. It was oddly enough is when we went to the uh, the French restaurant and we were standing in line. And Derek and Justin were like, you know, we're probably going to head back to the con and, like, you know, get some stuff done. And, like, that, that was a day, like, Derek was going to hang out with Luke Dobb and everything. And I was like, I don't know. I think I might just, like, go back to the hotel. My feet are, like, really hurting. Yeah. Of course I didn't. I, I went back to the con for, like, 15 minutes because I wanted to. I, what was I wanting to get? Oh, that's when I got Giffen. I got his signature because I was like, I'll try one more time to find this. And f- future con goers, if you haven't been to a con, work your legs. Like, make sure you don't stay in one place too long. Your feet will fall off. I mean, you know, the the, the trip was planned pretty well. I mean, you know, if I do you know, pat myself on the fucking back or whatever, but I, 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 I planned it pretty well. I mean, there, there were some things that kind of got fucked like here and there, like, like, but I mean, it's like, I kind of, it's like one of those things, like part of the planning a trip is like knowing that shit is going to go fucked like in advance, like that, that something, certain things are just not going to work out or whatever, you know? And so like, that's, that's just part of the, I think that's just part of the planning or whatever, you know? So it was like, you know, kind of like crazy dual trucks trying to like chase you down or well, like for example, like some people didn't, didn't show up to the con or whatever, like some, some commissions I was expecting to get the person wasn't even there, you know, like things like that. So like there, there, there were things here and there, but for the most part, I mean, you know, most of the, the, at least the concepts I had, you know, 
picking everybody up and getting things for Renaud and whoever, you know, like that all sort of seemed to pan out and everything and, and doing a podcast and going on trips with people and all that stuff seemed to, to work out. And then, you know, I mean, Justin got a bunch of his signatures. I got a bunch of stuff signed and got a bunch of comics and whatever. So I think for the most part, I mean, it was it, overall, it was, you know, one of those 80, 20, you know, it was successful, you know, so. Good. Nice. I'm glad you guys had a good time. We go together. Better than birds of a feather, you and me. We change the weather. Yeah. I'm feeling heat in December when you brought me. I've been dancing on top of cars and stumbling out of bars. I follow you through the dark, can't get enough. You're the medicine and the pain, the tattoo inside my brain. And maybe you know it's obvious. I'm a sucker for you Sucker for you.